Finance. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mad Scientist Financial Independence Podcast, the podcast where I get inside the brains of some of the best and brightest in the personal finance space to find out how they're achieving financial independence. On today's show, I'm excited to introduce Mike and Lauren from MikeandLauren.tv and MikeandLauren.com. Um, if you're not familiar with them, they they make some amazing videos about personal finance, uh, DIY stuff, uh, general life stuff. Like right now, for instance, they're down in Costa Rica about to have a baby, um, and they're doing this for a n- number of reasons, uh, all of which are interesting, so I'm excited to talk to them about it. Um, but they also have a lot of other big plans uh, after after having a baby. So they're planning to buy an RV when they get back to the States and travel around and do a bunch of woodworking with readers and viewers of their YouTube channel and just go around the country, really. So it, it, they are a very inspiring couple because it seems like they just get an idea and they just do it no matter how crazy it may seem to other people. So I'm really excited to chat with them about all that. So uh, Mike and Lauren, thanks a lot for being here. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us. us. Yeah, no, I'm really excited. And um, for people that don't know, this is, let's see, February 4th, we're recording this. So this is probably a few months before it's released. And you guys are in Costa Rica about to have a baby. Is that right? Yes, we are. We just arrived about three days ago. um, So we're not, uh, the baby's not due till March 1st. We've got some time to hang out. Nice. And so, so what kind of situation do you have down there? Are you staying in like a Airbnb or long-term rental? We're staying in an Airbnb, and it's absolutely wonderful. Um, it's it's really cool. We're in, I mean, I guess it's not really the authentic Costa Rican experience, but we're in what they call the Beverly Hills of Costa Rica. So we're in this, it's a two-mansion kind of compound, and she's got eight rooms, and so it's a really nice shared space, and she's just been so helpful. We're just in the local area. We just love the experience so far. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to definitely dive into this quite a, quite a bit um because yeah, uh, definitely yeah it's it's very interesting so I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about that but for before we do let's uh you know if anybody doesn't know mike and lauren.tv or mike and lauren.com you uh, could you just tell a little bit about yourselves and uh you know how you got started in making all these great uh youtube videos Oh, sure. Well, we started actually making videos when we went backpacking through Europe three years ago now. Uh, we took two and a half months off of work and just did whatever we wanted to. And so when we got back, people kept asking us, how did you afford this trip? And we afforded it because we had always saved money. So it was kind of a no-brainer for us. And so that snowballed into making financial videos, uh, which is definitely Mike's forte and has been a passion of his for a really long time. And it kind of just went from there. So now we make videos about personal finance on Fridays. And then every Sunday we do a DIY project, uh, sometimes together, sometimes by myself, <laughs> depending on what the project is. Nice. Yeah. And your uh, your Euro trip uh, videos were amazing. Um, I binge watched them (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think like a few months ago I I forget why I was on your site uh, for I was looking for something in particular I think but then I saw the Europe things and I was like oh I want to watch that and then for like two hours just slipped away or something (laughs) I think I watched the entire series so very well done I'll link to that in the show notes so people can check that out Um, so yeah so how did you what what were you doing before your big uh, backpack across Europe Uh, and how were you able to just take off for two and a half months Well, right before that, uh, we lived in New York City. So um, we've always, I guess, 
just sort of been, I, I don't know if it's the adventurous type or, it seems like every three or four years we pick up and do something different. Uh, it doesn't, we don't plan it that way, it just happens to be that timeline. Um, so right after we got married in 2008, uh, Lauren wanted to go to school for gemology and there's uh, two schools for that. There's one in New York and one in California. Uh, we chose New York, so we lived in New York City in Manhattan for three years and then we got back and back home to Florida. Back home, I'm sorry, yeah, Florida is where we are uh, from. Um, and then it was just, we knew we wanted to do that at some point in our lives, uh, do that being backpacking through Europe. And um, we booked the trip without asking our employers for permission. And I guess uh, it kind of goes back to, you know, Jim Collins' FU money. Uh, and we just, it wasn't, we have very good relationships. So not to say that it was, we we're giving the finger to our employers, but we were going to do this either way. Right. Um, and because we, um, save a high percentage of our income, we were able to do that. And it turns out we've looked back at our finances before we were really tracking things. And we've always saved at least 50% of our income just because that's just, we've never found a reason to spend any more than that. And in that, in that way, we were able to kind of just do as we please within reason. That's really cool. Um, first, before we move on, what, what was your favorite place uh, when you were on your trip? Um, that's a really hard question. I would probably say Berlin though, which is funny because I didn't really have much interest in going to Germany before we left. And it was, it was just unique. I loved how young the city was, but the history there, it was really cool. Right. They have, um, some really cool, uh, visa immigration policies. I guess they have a, what's called a freelance visa. So if you're a creative type that, you know, if you do blogging or, uh, graphic design or something like that, you can actually get, I don't know, I can't remember, again, this was four years ago, if it was a one-year or a three-year visa, uh, but you can actually stay in Germany on with a freelance visa, and we thought that was so cool, and the result was that it we were in a neighborhood that was really young and really artistic and eclectic. We, it was just really cool. That's cool. So that's, so that's your favorite as well? Yes, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> nice, cool. That's good to know, by the way, in case I get yeah. stuck with, with the visa situations here <laughs> in the UK, yeah. I can just pop over to Germany for a bit, which would be great. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's cool. So what, what, what did you, what did you guys do, uh, job wise, uh, you know, just to give people an idea of what you, um, well, I worked at a jewelry store mm -hmm. after uh, getting my gemology degree. And then I work for a church. So it, it's a big church. So I do all the, uh, cameras, lights, sound, all the electronics stuff. Nice. Nice. Okay. So, so you, you know, you take your, a few money, which is great, great use of it to go ahead and uh, backpack across Europe, uh, no matter what the bosses say. So then uh, what happens when you get back? We actually both went back to our jobs. Yep. Our employers were both happy we came back and we sort of just fell right back into how things were before we left. Nice. And then when did you stumble on the whole like financial independence scene? So I have been interested in personal finance in general since I was about... I want to say 17, and uh, the dates might not match up. Somewhere around 2006, 2007, I found, maybe it was 2008, I found uh, J.D. Roth at Get, Get Rich Slowly, and so kind of started there, and then found Jacob at Early Retirement Extreme. That's uh, the and same that's progression I, that I yeah. had, the exact same, well, yeah, okay, sorry. Guys. That, that was kind of the introduction to that idea, and of course, uh, Jacob being so extreme, we weren't really interested in that, but the idea, the seed was planted. And then uh, it was Mr. Money Mustache around 2011 or so, whenever he came on the scene that showed both living a normal lifestyle and still saving a high percentage of your income, kind of introduced us to this idea of financial independence uh, as a realistic goal. 
and then we just bumped our savings rate a little bit from 50% to you know 65-70%. Um, and we haven't quite hit that mark every month, uh, every single month, but so far we're kind of on track. That's amazing. That's uh, yeah. That's exactly the the same progression and. Uh... Yeah, it's, yep, uh, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I, we probably click the same exact links on Get Rich Slowly to get over to, to yep. Early Retirement Extreme and then the same one to get over to Mr. <laughs> Money Mustache. So that's pretty cool. Yep. Um, that's fun. So yeah, so now now you're in Costa Rica. So obviously you're not still working. So what what uh, how did that transition come about? Uh, well, when we found out that we we're pregnant, going to have a baby, I we'd always kind of talked about me leaving my job at that point. And so that was just the natural next step for us. Uh, Mike was going to keep working. And then things just sort of started going from there that we found this whole Costa Rica idea. And then we had kind of talked about plans for later this year, 2016, to do a big RV trip. And so that was what made us decide that it might be time for Mike to also leave his job and to kind of see where things go from there. Nice. Okay, so we need to definitely dive into the Costa Rica <laughs> yes. thing. So um, for people that haven't watched any of the videos about right. this, um, can you do, yeah, just explain what's happening? So brief overview of Costa Rica. Actually, how the uh, whole idea came about was while we were in Europe and we are traveling and noticing that uh, while a U.S. passport uh, is a nice thing to have, it's not viewed very favorably overseas in the sense of immigration and visas. Uh, so we noticed, you know, people from Canada or Australia could get visas for working in uh, Europe if they wanted to stay longer than three months, but that was just not reciprocated to a U.S. citizens because we don't have that in the U.S. We don't offer any sort of temporary visas. Um, and so that was when the seed was planted, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we could give our child dual citizenship, if nothing else, just to have options. We have, you know, no plan necessarily for why this is something that we want them to have other than uh, we think it's a cool adventure and options for him at some point. Uh, it is, it, we're having a son. We do know it's a boy. <laughs> so uh, when I say congratulations, thank you. Uh, so we wanted to give him options. Um, and so we started looking into countries that allow dual citizenship, and uh, many do, but many also require that you renounce one or the other when you turn anywhere between 18 and 25. Uh, so, for example, Germany was one of our first choices, but they make you choose Spain, uh, same thing. It kind of left Canada and Costa Rica. Um, there are others, but that's, those were the two most feasible for us. And as we were doing research, we just found that Costa Rica actually uh, favors medical tourism, whereas Canada made it a little more difficult to get across the border and uh, more difficult to get answers. Whereas in Costa Rica, it was completely a la carte. You just call the hospital, you call the doctor, and they give you this costs this, this costs this, this costs this. And in contrast to the U.S. health system, we just were really, really, uh, really attracted to that. And so Costa Rica it was, and then we just <laughs> slowly but surely uh, figured out all the paperwork and immigration and all that, all that kind of stuff that we need to get him both a U.S. passport and a Costa Rican passport. And as far as we can tell, we're right on track. Nice. So how difficult is all of that? So um, are you there on a special type of visa, or are you just there as a tourist? Or We are here as tourists, and then once he's born, he will automatically get dual citizenship. There will be nothing we need to do. Uh, for him, uh, I guess most of the paperwork was a side benefit of giving birth to a Costa Rican citizen, they call them Ticos, uh, is that we qualify for permanent residence. 
And as permanent residents, we can buy property, we can open bank accounts, we get a social security number down here, we can pretty much do everything but vote. So a lot of the paperwork was for us to get that permanent residency. And again, no plan. We don't plan necessarily on moving down here. We might, uh, but it's just about options. And so far, we're loving it down here, so maybe it is a plan at this point. But um, so paperwork-wise, for him, it was just proving that we're U.S. citizens. We needed things like school transcripts and criminal records just to show that we lived in the United States. Uh, for our permanent residents, it's a little bit more complex. More in-depth. Yeah. That's that's amazing. That's great. And yeah, having the options is, is huge. And that's something right. I'm, I'm definitely looking into, obviously getting maybe UK citizenship um, and, yeah. and possibly some other easier routes. But yeah, it's just a it's just a big thing. Just having yeah the options and having right. having two passports is an incredible, incredible thing. So that's that's awesome. That's really cool. Um, now, as far as costs go, um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming it's much cheaper down there. Um, and you said a la carte. So are you guys fully just self-funding this? Yes, we are self-funding this. Um, and it, it was just like Mike had mentioned, we called the doctor's office and the doctor actually answered his own phone on a Saturday and answered all of our questions and was able to tell us exactly how much everything would be, which comes out to around 4000 to $4,500 depending on um, – how many nights were there? I guess and we that should sort of thing. we should preface that by saying there's in Costa Rica there's a public healthcare system and a private healthcare system. So the public healthcare system we could actually go and use for free at this point, uh, but it is kind of when you say giving birth in Costa Rica, it's kind of more what people expect. They have that connotation, a somewhat negative connotation in their mind. Uh, some people have even said, "So you're giving birth in a hut." Obviously, <laughs> it's not that, but uh, definitely more second world. Uh, like why the husband can't be in the room with the wife when she's giving birth. It's in a room of like seven women. Uh, so that's the public system, which isn't necessarily bad, but we weren't interested in that. Uh, the private system is paid for cash and is has so far exceeded anything we've seen in the United States as far as level of care, uh, the technology in the hospitals, the cleanliness. It's exactly what you would expect stateside and maybe even a little better. Uh, so... Wow. That is so for the hospital. We just got our estimate. It's going to be fifteen hundred dollars for the whole stay, and then our doctor is an additional fifteen hundred to two thousand. I I can't remember. We talked on the phone, uh, and then an epidural is five hundred. Uh, if you go in for a C-section, if there's complication, that's another five hundred. And so they just have this list of prices that just lays it out exactly. If this happens. Uh, this is what it costs. And for us... We're, well, that was impressive for us because when we were calling around in the U.S. trying to figure out pricing, they just kept saying, well, it costs what it costs. You know, <laughs> right. we'll find out when it's over with. And we're like, that's not what we want to know. We want to know up front about how much it could be. And they couldn't give us an estimate even. So people assume we're here to save money. We will save when it's all said and done after you consider airfare and our accommodations here, everything. We'll save maybe $1,000 over what we would have paid in the United States. But it's really not about the savings for us. It's, one, uh, opting out of a healthcare system that we don't agree with in the United States. Two, uh, the dual citizenship, which is the, really the primary reason. Uh, the permanent residence is a side benefit. And then just the adventure. We get to have a really cool vacation before having a baby. So <laughs> that, yeah, you go along with that. That is so cool. Okay. So, yeah. So, let's. Uh, w- what town are you in, actually? We're in Escazú, which is a suburb of uh, San Jose. San Jose, cool. Okay, okay. And you got there three days ago, and you said you're living in a in a mansion 
Share, yeah. Shared <laughs> mansion. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh-huh. it's actually two mansions side by side. <laughs> That's amazing. So have you uh, have you had any like doctor's visits since you've been down there yet? Or Yes, um, we were able to schedule one uh, before we left for the day that we arrived, which was nice. So we got to go in, meet the doctor, who's fantastic. He's actually from New York City, so uh, it is nice to not have a language barrier because our Spanish is not quite up to par. Um, we're working on it, though. But So that was really nice to get to meet him in person, and the office was amazing. They include a 4D ultrasound with every office visit, where back home you don't you get two ultrasounds throughout the whole pregnancy and if you want to do the 4d it's i want to say an additional two or three hundred dollars and this is just included so that was really cool um so it's just everything has been fantastic so far when yesterday we went to go see the hospital for the first time we just wanted to go look at the hospital ended up we went to the finance department they gave us a whole tour of the second floor and just really nice um, language barrier there was almost non-existent. By the time we got to the floor manager who was giving us our tour, uh, she spoke perfect English. So, so far, it's just been an exceptional experience. Oh, that's so good to hear. Um, so what are your plans for after the birth? So you you said March is when the due date is, so you may be, just be hanging out. Um, yeah, what are your plans up until then as well? So, uh, well, he's, he's due March 1st, um, but of course could come at any point in the next, uh, after two weeks or so. Um, so we're just kind of hanging out for now, and then once he's born, we'll have to wait on his birth certificate, which the doctor just told us should only be about a few days' time, and then we have to apply for his U.S. passport, which should take about a week or two, and at that point, we are good to fly back home to Florida, which we will do as soon as we can just to be able to get back home for family to be able to meet him and that sort of thing. And then once we get there... Um, we're going to start our plans for an upcoming RV trip that we have. Okay, so the plan is this. (laughs) Uh, We're going to buy an RV. We're going to buy a trailer um, and outfit the trailer with a mobile workshop and then visit all of our fans from YouTube and do fun, unique, and interesting projects with them uh, as we just travel the country and make a YouTube series out of that. And hopefully, through all that, uh, we can create an online income sustainable enough that we can do that full-time. So this next year is definitely a very risky one. Um, At this point, our YouTube earnings are at the point where we're basically breaking even with expenses. Uh, So if we want to continue our plans for extreme early retirement, we need to boost our income. But at this point, uh, we're we're getting by just fine with... uh, the income that we've already started generating from our YouTube channel. That's so cool. So, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's perfect. And uh, yeah, I, um, I saw that your uh, your nitro- your super powered pencil sharpener yes. thing went pretty viral. So yes, if you're yeah. out there making a lot of other cool stuff, um, it's yeah, it's no doubt gonna just keep growing. So yeah, what what? Uh, so you're you're planning on driving around the country and meeting up with readers and things and just doing uh just cool projects that they have in mind. Yeah. Have, yep, you, just have doing... you got some? Uh, have you got some good ideas so far? Oh, uh, the response was overwhelming. We made. Uh, I think we have a running list now of three or four, or maybe five hundred uh, potential stops at this point. So it was really cool that everyone was so receptive to the idea, um, and it's just opened all kinds of doors. Just announcing the plans. Um, obviously, there's some things we can't talk about, but basically, uh, I, that we've already gotten interest from you know, network television for the idea, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, We were expecting, yeah, we were expecting to have to do this for a while um, and then maybe pitch a show or something like that, but literally within just announcing the idea. So 
TV is very fickle, and that doesn't mean anything that we've had someone reach out to us, but it's still flattering that they would do that. That's so cool. Um, that's yeah. really that's really exciting. So how, how long after you get back to Florida do you think you'll try to kick off this big trip? We're hoping uh, by the fall to be able to start an East Coast run uh, to go up probably to New York-ish and mm-hmm. see about that. Um, but it'll depend on when the RV is ready, when everything's set to go, how the baby is with traveling, and we could go sooner, we could go later. And uh, I'm... While we're here in Costa Rica, uh, you mentioned what are you doing while you're there. Um, I'm putting together uh, kind of a comprehensive corporate sponsorship proposal. So hopefully we can get things like the trailer and the tools and maybe even some gas money sponsored by companies who are interested in the idea. Oh, man, um, great idea. So, so that, that's what I'm spending my time doing. And then Lauren is just uh, having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's plenty of work to do. Um, yeah. So do you think you'll do like just a little... Uh, exploratory trips for a short period just to test it out or do you think you're just gonna hit the road and not come back that's kind of what the east coast trip is we're planning um is just kind of maybe a month or two head up towards new york and come back and hit a handful of uh stops and just kind of see how the idea works that's so cool have you um have you started looking for the rv and everything we have and uh i've been looking now probably since october Mm -hmm. or so and we've come across some good deals, but for we didn't want to purchase anything before we left for Costa Rica just to have it sit for two months unless it was a really, really good deal. And we found it we came across some some fair deals. But now that we're you know, once we get back we can actually be more serious about finding something to buy. Nice. How 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 big are you looking? We we're gonna go class A uh, big with <laughs> big. the baby. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Probably around forty feet. Yeah. Thirty eight wow. to forty feet. Yeah. Yeah. I I None of those numbers mean nothing to me, but yeah, big versus <laughs> yeah. medium or small, that, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, my... Well, it's, it's going to be 40 feet for the RV, but then there's going to be a 20-foot trailer behind it. So it's <laughs> going to be a pretty serious rig. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Are there, are there definite places that you're planning on going, or is, are you just playing it by year as far as who gets in touch and plan it all out, like plan a whole journey out later? We haven't planned too much yet. Uh, we figure once we get closer, we can start have people submitting more formal things uh, that they might want to build, and we can kind of go from there to plan a course. It seems like it's, it was kind of divided. Um, we had a lot of interest on the East Coast, and then we had a ton of interest in Texas. I don't know if we just have a big viewership or something in <laughs> Texas, but we had more stops in Texas than anywhere else. So we'll probably just do a whole Texas run. Um, and then follow that up with a West Coast run, and then we'd love to do Canada at some point as well. Wow, that's that sounds amazing. So, yeah, you guys obviously have some incredible plans and ideas that you're executing on. Is there anything <laughs> that you see after after the big RV trip, or are you just uh, playing that by ear? Because it sounds like that could be quite a while that you're out on the road. For now, just playing it by ear. Um, because for all we know, we could do the East Coast tour and decide we don't really want to keep doing it. Um, or we could love it and go all over the country with it. So it's kind of up in the air for now, and we'll play it by ear. And then we've also had plans, long-term plans, of eventually uh, going on a sailboat as well. So that is... Maybe- by going on a sailboat, he means living, living on a sailboat. Living on a sailboat, yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Do you have any uh, experience sailing at all, or is that something you're just wanting to learn over the <laughs> next little while? No, we've been talking about learning for a while. We've actually bought a little Hobie cat. Um, we do live in Florida on the beach, so it's it was easy for us to do. And Mike took it out just one time, and 
got stuck, and so we decided that we do need formal <laughs> lessons with that. So we're going to work on that when we get um, home, hopefully, and kind of maybe take some lessons over the summer. That's cool. So um, down there, how have you found the cost of living? Just I know you've only been there for three days, but you can probably get a quite a good sense yeah. of just general cost of living. In this area, it's pretty Americanized, and so the prices are about what we paid in the United States. Um, but from what we've read, once you get out of the, the major city, and we're, we're in the most affluent neighborhood in Costa Rica, so it's kind of difficult to tell. Sure. Uh, but um, so far, it's been reasonable. Uh, I mean, yesterday we went for lunch to uh, a Italian place where it was all homemade pasta and homemade sauces. It was delicious, and it was uh, $12 a plate. So it was about the same as we would pay for a chain restaurant in the United States, but it was homemade. Um, and then there's also some cheap, uh, they're called sodas, are the cafes here. Mm -hmm. And those are about $5 a plate for, we got chicken, rice, beans, and vegetables. So, right. yeah. That's not bad. And um, just to reiterate, uh, I don't know if anybody picked up on that, but this is the first time you've been in Costa Rica, right? Three days ago? Correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. three days ago. That's so good. You guys are, <laughs> yeah. I love how you just plan stuff and just jump right in with, uh, with yeah, just yep. trying it out how, as you go along. That's amazing. That's how we did Europe. We we landed with no hotel or hostel or anywhere to, any plans for that night. And we just, we like winging it, playing it by ear. Although this time we did have a bit more plan in place. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you need some. Um, that's yeah. awesome. So, um, so you're saving 50% of your income. I, you know, I usually like to ask my guests, like, you know, what's your primary investing strategy? Is it, you know, index mm -hmm. funds? Did you do any yep. real estate or? Well, we have plans for real estate and have tried, to, we've been under contract with two properties and both fell through. Uh, but uh, market index funds, uh, so we're 100% stocks. Oh, sorry, and, Mike, you uh, you just cut out there for a second. So could, oh, you, could you just reiterate what, yep. you, what you just said? Yep. So we have plans for real estate. And in fact, we uh, were under contract for two houses, but both of them fell through last year. Uh, so at this point, we're still 100% uh, in stocks in Vanguard's uh, total stock market index fund. Um, and that's just, we've just learned to uh, uh, learn from other people's experience that index fund investing is the best route. And um, so that's what we've done, and we would like to get rental properties at some point and kind of diversify a little bit, particularly in Florida where um, during the recessions, the housing gets super cheap, and during the booms, it, it, it increases. So um, right now, it's a little too pricey for us, so uh, maybe in the next couple of years, we'll revisit the real estate idea. Nice. Yeah. No, I, I, I've, uh, I've been so tempted as well to to dip my toes in there, but man, index funds are just so stress-free. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. Um, yep. But at least you can fix things, obviously. So you're, yeah. hand, you're handy. I'm, I'm not. So anything that goes wrong with any sort of house thing, it just stresses me out so much. Yeah. So. And I actually enjoy it. So yeah, we're completely different. We're opposites <laughs> in that respect. Yeah. So yeah, I think real estate would be a good fit for us. We're just waiting for the right, the right deal. Where in Florida are you guys at again? Uh, Sarasota. Sarasota. It's uh, about 45 minutes south of Tampa. Okay, cool. Uh, my parents just moved down to two and a half hours north of Tampa, so maybe next time I'm in Tampa, we can hang out if Absolutely. you guys are there. Yeah, that Absolutely. would be great. Other, and if you're not on the road somewhere, somewhere <laughs> yeah. really interesting. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, um, yeah, it's it's such an incredible story, and you guys are uh, just, yeah, I love how you just dive in and start doing stuff. So uh, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk with me, and uh, especially being so close to the birth, I felt bad uh, asking, but... 
it's good to, no, not at all and the the connection's been amazing for uh you must get good wi-fi down yeah there, actually so. the wi-fi is wi-fi is great we're getting uh it went out once yesterday and that was it so mm-hmm. speeds are great though yeah nice so um i usually ask all my guests like uh if you had one piece of advice for someone on the path to financial independence uh what would that be it's actually funny you ask that because uh, I was just listening to uh, Jay Money's podcast you posted yesterday. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, and our our one piece of advice usually is to question everything. And uh, it just seems like everything that you're taught about money and really life should be questioned. And um, that's that, that's what we have found is when we – sometimes, you know, what – the common advice is, is the right thing, but sometimes it's, mo- or actually found most of the time it's just not. And at least being open to the idea of asking yourself, is this what I really want? Um, that you just kind of head on a different trajectory that, you know, for us has been, has made us very happy. Right. Yeah, that is, that is, I couldn't agree more. It's, yeah, it's amazing just how all the things you hear and think are just the known and the right thing are just totally not. <laughs> most exactly. Of the time. <laughs> That's yeah. so good. If we're one of the other ideas we had while we were here uh, is to write some sort of some sort of ebook about kind of what we're doing, and also one about personal finance. And the running title for that one right now is "Question Everything You Think You Know About Money," and that's just kind of our been our mantra. Nice. So, so you think that's something you'll pursue and finish? I think so because, yeah, I, like I said, we really would like to make this online income sustainable, and so that you know, selling digital products is definitely the next step for us. And we've seen great success. Actually, if we want to take a little tangent, uh, we just released a uh, YouTube masterclass about creating YouTube videos. And I didn't mean to this to be a plug of that, but all that to say, last month we were absolutely blown away by how much we've made from it, and almost exceeded our normal incomes. From last month so basically our whole trip uh is, is being paid for from this youtube class that we created wow. that we were we had no idea was even going to sell more than a hundred dollars so we've just been blown away by the potential of online income and looking forward to exploring that more that's amazing that's yeah, congratulations i'll obviously li- link to that in the show notes as well um and Thanks. yeah you guys are definitely the people to learn from because as i said your, your your videos are highly addictive and <laughs> oh, can't you. stop watching them so <laughs> yeah. um, i know you're you're making me less and less productive as i uh, as i dive more <laughs> into your back catalog so um yeah is, 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 is there any other um uh information about online income because you know that's a lot of people in the audience uh, i think like having supplemental income is is an amazing thing to have when you're pursuing financial independence because it just takes some of the stress away and takes a little mm-hmm. bit of the pressure off your portfolio yeah. so yeah if, if you have any other tangents that you want well, to if you want to talk about it we um share we share all our all of our income expenses and net worth to our newsletter uh subscribers and we've actually shared it on our YouTube channels a couple of times. So um, I actually really like talking about online income and can actually share real figures. Wow, that'd be great. Um, yeah, if you want yeah. to dive so into that. So for our YouTube bit. channel right now, um, we're making about $500 a month off of it. And we get somewhere between 100,000 and 200,000 views. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, 102,000 views, 100 and 200,000 views uh, per month. So right now we have around 35,000 subscribers, and basically the rule of thumb is for every thousand views you get three dollars, and uh, that can vary between one and three dollars. And those are for the advertisements that you see uh, before a YouTube video and um, the little banners on the side and stuff like that. So 
all things considered, it's actually not that great considering the amount of effort we put into our YouTube channel to be making four or five hundred dollars a month isn't exactly great. But with an audience, we have learned as of last month, <laughs> comes <laughs> opportunities for uh, other income. So we also have uh, been approached by a couple sponsors. So in August last year, we were approached by Progressive Insurance um, to make videos for them. And uh, we made three videos for them, and pay they paid us $4,000, so that was really nice. Wow, nice. Uh, and then we have a standing contract with H&R uh, Block, so we make videos for their blog, uh, which is Block Talk. And I don't know if I can share the monthly on that, but it's similar. If you were to break down the, uh, the progressive rate, it's about the same. Uh, so we, get, we do one video a month for them. So between the H&R Block videos and the YouTube earnings and now this YouTube class, and the potential of our upcoming year, um, we're expecting between uh, collaborations with fans and collaborations with other YouTubers because as we drive around the country, we'll be visiting other YouTubers and the best way to grow your YouTube channel is to meet other YouTubers and share you know, videos. Uh, we're hoping that we can create you know, not just a sustainable income but a lucrative income online. Wow. And then go back to uh, digital products. I have a couple of ideas. One, that question everything you know about money or you've been taught about money. Um, and then also something we're really passionate about is not having car payments. I think in my circle of friends and family at least that's uh, you know, one of the biggest budget busters that if you could, if you could just cut that out, uh, you could make a significant impact on your finances. And so people just can't understand how we pay cash for our cars. Um, so I'd like to create a, a ebook slash video course about how to find a used car, like have a mechanic um, show you what to look for in many of the cars that we recommend, uh, even have like a quick guide to, you know, buy these cars like this year to this year was a good engine for this car, like a really comprehensive uh, like used car buying guide. And I think that would be really helpful. Oh, uh, so that's amazing. another, yeah, another something that maybe could, everything that we do in our lives seems like it's either going to flop or it's just going to be <laughs> like, the, like crazy successful. So that's, uh, I'm sure it's more the latter. It sounds like <laughs> so now that that sounds really good. And um, how, how did the uh, course come about? Uh, we were actually emailed from our co-creator. His name's Phil Ebener. Um, and so he's a Udemy instructor who's actually doing that full time, uh, which is interesting to me. Uh, if you're looking for online income, he only um, creates courses on Udemy.com and has made a living from that. Um, so he contacted us and asked if we'd like to co-create a course with him. So we split the revenue 50-50 and he did about, he, he did a lot of the work. We were going to split the uh, curriculum 50-50, but he did about 70 videos and we did 34. 34. 34 or 35. And um, then we split the revenue 50-50. And so it's been really nice because he has so much experience launching a successful course that we've learned a lot from him. And uh, now should we choose to do our own course about – and he's completely – he's so cool. He's you know wants to help us you know if we choose to do another course. So that's another option is creating another Udemy course, maybe about personal finance or just videography side of things. Or um, We just have so many options right now. And now that we don't have jobs – we have full time. We have time. Yeah. Where before we were kind of fitting all this stuff in around work and it right. just wasn't feasible anymore. Sure. So how, how have you found that actually? Because I, uh, you know, Parkinson's law, which states, you know, the time that you give up 
tasks to get done. Mm. That's how long it'll take, really. And that, I, I actually found that when we were traveling around Thailand for three months at the beginning of last year. I was like, oh, man, I'm going to get so much mad scientist work done and so many posts mm-hmm. out. <laughs> and I ended up just not doing anything because there was no pressure to, to get stuff done. And I had all the time in the world. And uh, that's a, a bit of my worry for when I eventually do quit my job. It's like I, I have a lot of these things that I do want to try to get done, but I'm I'm worried that if I have all the time in the world, I'll just uh, I'll not get them done. So I was wondering how, how you found that transition. For us, the commitment to posting two videos a week has been really helpful because uh, I am definitely a perfectionist personality. So if it were up to me, we probably would have never posted a video at this point <laughs> because I'd want all the fancy graphics and everything. So telling our audience to expect a video on Friday and Sunday means that every every Friday and every Sunday, regardless of how we're feeling or what we think of the finished product, we are going to post. Right. And the result is there's no videos that every one is almost a pleasant surprise of yeah. how well it turns out. And so we just come, become accustomed to that. Um, and as far as all this other stuff that I'm like the corporate sponsorships and the ebook writing, um, I guess the pressure of, I have a baby coming in three weeks (laughs) and I have no employment is a pretty good, uh, motivation for that. (laughs) That, that, you know what, that's great advice. And I think, uh, yeah, giving yourself those deadlines, especially that's something I'll try to take away and maybe I'm not promising anything yet, but maybe, maybe I'll do like one mad scientist post a month which will or, or two maybe right <laughs> and if especially when you tell your audience and they come to expect it and then when you don't and they ask like we haven't because of all of our moving it's funny we say we post every or two every week the last three weeks we haven't because of all the moving uh but and everyone's emailing and asking us how we are where we are how's it going are you okay oh, yeah right yeah so that's nice well yeah that's good to get that external pressure um right which we I mean, that was actually the whole reason i started the site was because i was like i if I have to, if I've pressured to put out posts, then I'll do the research that I know that I could do to get to Fi quicker. So it's like right, right, yeah, um, and it's worked great. But now I just don't have any pressure, <laughs> as much pressure to <laughs> post anymore. So now it's, yeah, I need to, uh, yep. I need, I think I need to set a, a set schedule like you guys. That sounds like a good call. Nice. Um, so Lauren, we never got to your piece of advice. We've we've talked a lot mm. <laughs> so no, I, back to you. I guess my my piece of advice um well this all started like mike said when he was 17 he was in he followed the personal finance stuff and and that was not the case for me so i definitely learned about everything from mike and i always kind of was one step behind him where he was totally excited about something and i was sort of hesitant and he he didn't have to talk me into it he just had to give me time to say yes i think that is a good idea and so I think through all of that, I've just learned that to, to try something, try it, try it even if you are hesitant about it or you think that it's not for you or you think that the idea of saving that much of your income is just not feasible, just to, to go for it. Because if I had said from the beginning or even along all the different steps, no, I'm not interested, no, I don't think we could do it, that I don't know where we would be. But just being open to the whole idea gives you so much more opportunity oh, that's so good yeah and you guys were high school sweethearts right yeah. yes yeah so, um, so yeah so has there been anything that's taken more convincing than others like I, I know for me i i stumbled on early retirement extreme and then came home screaming and yelling and telling my <laughs> wife jill all about it and she's like that sounds like the worst idea i've ever heard in my life so yeah, i probably any- had a similar reaction to that um, definitely with, um, Mr. Money Mustache that helped. And even Mrs. Money Mustache's posts, um, the few that she has helped 
to get on board. Um, I would say, though, when Mike really said, okay, if we bump up our savings to this this much, we can retire before I turn, or by, by the time I'm 30. I think that one, I was like, you are crazy. <laughs> what? No, we don't, we're already doing well. Why would we push it? And so that one took, I think, a little bit longer for me to say, okay, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's see what happens. And, and it's been great. So That's I awesome. think that was the big one for me to kind of go over a hurdle with. That's really cool. Have you uh, grown to love uh, personal finance and numbers and all that sort of stuff that you may not have been too into before? To a point, yes. I'm definitely more interested than I had been before that I, I that I thought I would have been. But it really is Mike's brainchild. And he's he loves it and he enjoys it and it's his passion. So a lot of times I, I might defer things to him. Um, um, but I do think it's all very interesting. That's cool. So... All right. So uh, is there anything I missed? Is there anything else you guys, any <laughs> crazy plans that I don't know about yet that you wanted to chat about? Or I don't think so. I don't so. think I think so. I think we, we covered everything. We got Costa Rica. We got the RV. We got the sailboat. <laughs> I think we're good. Oh, it's so good. I hope, uh, I'm glad you're enjoying it so far. And yeah, um, it's, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. Um, if people want to learn more, uh, should they, I know if they go to Mike and Lauren, TV, it'll yep. start a video instantly, pretty much that tells all about you guys, right? Yes, um, that's it. Is there anywhere else that they should go to get in touch, or just leave comments on YouTube videos or email? Well, or? we respond uh, to YouTube comments first usually, uh, but we also have mikeandlauren.com if you um, want to go to the contact page there, or just hello at mikeandlauren.com. Um, and uh, mikeandlauren.com is where you can sign up for our monthly newsletter with all of our. Um, expense breakdown. Cool. Yeah, I'll link to that. So newsletter link as well. And I'll link to the Udemy course, which is really exciting. That's awesome. So oh, thank you. Yeah. Do, do you want to just yeah. actually just before we before we go, do you want to just talk a little bit more about that just in case anybody's interested? Yeah, sure. Um, so the idea we actually talked about this at FinCon last year. Um, and so when Phil, uh, Phil Ebener emailed us and asked us to co-create this course, we already kind of done three months of research. Um, and then just had to expand that even more. Um, and basically we cover everything from what it felt like starting with zero subscribers and zero views. And then just kind of show you the back end, show you our analytics and show, uh, how each step along the way, whether it's self-promotion or if we're being promoted by another blog or how collaborations, um, what the front page, you know, our projects have been featured on Popular Mechanics and Make Magazine and uh, Lifehacker and, and how that has kind of grown our audience and how it was slow at the beginning um, and it's sort of exponential and just sort of taking off. So it's a combination of what it feels like and how to start at zero how to go from where we are now to where we want to go. Uh, we talk more about our sponsorships and how much we charge and um, how much we'll charge in the future, how that's gone. And Even little details like thumbnails for each video. Yeah, how we make our thumbnails because we're not graphic designers, uh, but we have custom thumbnails. And then Phil goes over all of the uh, more, like through all the dashboard, uh, YouTube dashboard, which is um, kind of everything that you see on the back end of YouTube. Um, so, and also shares all his tips for his, he has a YouTube channel of his own. So it's kind of two people's experience going from nothing to something and how we did it. That's really good. I could have used that. So let, I'm embarrassed to tell you this story, but so I, my podcast started way back in 2012, I think some, mm -hmm. sometime in 2012, May, I think possibly. Um, and I figured, well, hell, I'll make a video out of it. 
and put it up to mm-hmm. YouTube because at the time YouTube was one of the top three search engines. Like, and I'm sure it still is one of the top mm-hmm. two, maybe or something. So I was like, wow, this will this will help me get maybe find people there. Um, so I just made videos out of them and I put them up and and I turned monetization on because I was like, well, it doesn't matter if there's ads there because you know there's nothing really on the screen anyway. It's just an audio thing and with a placeholder image. So I was like, yeah, I'll throw some ads up. And like for three years, I never made a single penny. And I was like, man, you must have to have <laughs> the hundreds and millions of views to make any money because I haven't earned a single penny. Mm-hmm. And then I, I read some article literally only like four months ago or something, I think, <laughs> that said you have to link up your Google uh, AdSense, AdSense account to the yep. to the ads. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I cannot believe one, I'm stupid enough to think that I earned zero pennies the entire three years that I've been <laughs> yeah. putting money up, uh, putting videos up there. But yeah. yeah, like, so now I make like, I don't know, 30, 40 bucks a month or something, um, yeah, which isn't awesome. a, a ton, but it's like, that was free money. I was just throwing away. So, <laughs> so yeah, I yeah. could have used your course. <laughs> yes. And in fact, actually, I think, um, our course on Udemy is priced at $297. Um, so if you want, I can create a coupon code just for your podcast and we'll yeah, make it $49. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um, I will talk to you after this to figure out how to yeah. do that. And Yeah, I'll uh, send you a coupon link. Cool. And I will put that in the show notes. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. That would be that would be great. So thank you. Um, so yeah, thanks, guys. I really appreciate uh, oh, thank yeah, you, you taking the time. And uh, I'm glad you're enjoying sunny Costa Rica and... Hopefully you have uh, some time to go explore before your new parents. <laughs> yes, yeah. we're hoping to. <laughs> and um, yeah, no, thanks again. And uh, hopefully I'll get you back on the show maybe after your uh, RV trip and we can find out how all of this That'd amazing stuff you guys yeah. are doing has gone. So thanks cool. very much, guys. Good luck with everything. Right. You. you too. Bye-bye. Right. Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Mike and Lauren. Um, as I mentioned uh, in the interview, that was recorded back in February. So a lot has happened since then. Uh, they've had their baby in Costa Rica and they've come back to the States and bought an RV. So lots of exciting stuff has happened. So I'm going to link to all those exciting new videos in the show notes so that you can check out you know, where they are now and you can hear a lot more about the experience of giving birth in Costa Rica. Um, but yeah, so I hope uh, you enjoyed that and hope it inspires you to, to you know step outside the box a little bit and question everything, as Mike said, and uh, and yeah, live a life that's uh, a lot more exciting and cheaper, actually, <laughs> it sounds like, from what their experience in Costa Rica was. So uh, I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll see you next time. Finance.